Hi, friends. Before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to let you know that we talk about children and suicidality. So if that is a tender topic for you, you may want to consider missing this episode. But I just wanted to let you know so you can be sensitive and take good care of yourself and your emotional health. Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. Today on the show, I am so thrilled to welcome Dr. Sarah M. Coyne, and she's a professor of human development in the School of Family Life at Brigham Young University, and she does research on media, gender, body image, and child development. She has five kids and lives in Utah, and if you want to learn more about her work, visit sarahmcoyne.com. Welcome to the show. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for having me here. My pleasure. What is your question for me today? Yeah, so I am an expert on child development and parenting <laughs> and family life and all of this. And yeah, so you think I would? I have, should be asking you questions, <laughs> right? Yeah, you'd think I would have all the answers, but uh, this last year, one of my kids kind of threw us for a loop. Mm. And so I would love some advice on how you can deal with child mental health without becoming completely burnt out yourself. Okay. Are you willing to give any more detail about that or? Sure. Or no, if not, that's okay too. Yeah, no, I'm happy to. So uh, one of my children started experiencing Uh, some mental health difficulties the last year. So Mm. he was only seven years old, which is Mm. very young. Uh, He started self-harming, ripping out hair, biting, punching himself. And then he started talking about suicide like Mm. five times a week. Yeah. And it wasn't just um, manipulative. It was things like, can you call my teacher and tell her not to love me anymore? And go, why? And he'd say, you know, so then she's not sad when I'm dead. And so it's, yes, it it was very serious. Um, So sorry, Sarah, that is just heartbreaking for mom, mom heart. (laughs) Very hard for mom. heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what have you already done? Like what's, you know, what's worked, what hasn't? So I have a lot of things in my parenting toolkit. Yeah. So I've tried things like emotion coaching, um, and really validating emotions and taking extra time with him, um, before transitions and things like that. Eventually it got so bad and they started grabbing knives out and putting him to his throat, you know, things like that. Mm. And so Mm. we're seeing a play therapist right now and he is on medication and we're working with a psychiatrist. And so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm doing my best here to help this child succeed and just to be okay. Uh, But my mental health 
has taken a dive because it's the hardest thing I've had to deal with as a parent by far. Yeah. So you're doing everything right. You know that like you're doing everything you can do. You're doing the good parenting. You're doing getting professional help. You're um, looking at, you know, the play therapy and medication working with a psychiatrist and I mean, everything you're doing is right on from a therapist point of view. So way to go. Like he's so, uh, so lucky to have you and have your knowledge and expertise and willingness to get him help. So thanks. So my, my question is like, what do you need? What do you need right now? Yeah, I think confidence in myself because on paper, I know I'm doing the right things. Yeah. But Julie, honestly, I wonder like, is it enough or am I enough? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's, he could kill himself someday. And that's my yeah. worst fear. Yeah, I think that's every parent's worst fear, but like we deal with it on kind of a daily basis already. Mm. And so it's like, would he be better with somebody else? Am mm. I enough? Mm-hmm. How can I have confidence in myself? And then how can I get in a mental state where I have the patience and energy to deal with somebody who's dealing with very hard things in their own life that they didn't ask for to be enough for them. Right. Okay. So I'm wondering if you're kind of, am I enough or is this, am I the right mom? Or in a way it's like trying to get some control in a situation where you don't have the control right? Like if it's you, then you can fix it. If it's just your crappy parenting or just, you're not enough, you can, you know, put him in foster care. You could do something, but it feels like that's kind of a protective part of you. That's thinking it's, it's your inadequacy. Mm -hmm. And then if you can fix your inadequacy, then you can fix the situation. And I just want you to look at that and recognize that's not true. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, it, it kind of feels like if I could just do one more thing, I could fix him. Right. But <laughs> there's just, it's out of my control, which is so hard to feel as a parent, right? Well, especially when you're an expert. Right. I mean, I know, <laughs> like I've had, I've had kids that have made choices that, you know, and have mental health problems and been in therapy and medication. <laughs> like I, I, it's hard to be quote unquote, the expert, and then also be personally struggling. And I want to challenge you to let yourself be the mom and not the expert in this, like to feel the pain, to feel the, uh, the fear, let yourself just be the mom and take off the researcher professional hat and just be like, this, this is so sad. This is my baby. You know, this is my baby. And there's, There's nothing more I can do right now except love and, and that's it, you know, (laughs) and take good care of, of myself. Right. So, so let's, what are you doing to get support for your mental health? Um, so I started on medication this Mm -hmm. year, the first time in 40 years, (laughs) Mm. which felt a little bit like a failure, even though on paper, I know it's not, and I would right. never tell anyone else that, right? right. <laughs> you wouldn't right. say you're a failure for taking never. medication. Never. And that's actually been helpful. Good. And then I really 
I really, you know, buy into self-care. And so yeah. I do Zumba multiple times a week. I'm in musical theater. Um, I take baths like four or five times a week. Oh my so goodness. I, I, a fellow bath person. I yes. am so happy. <laughs> awesome. So I try to lead a balanced life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I'll still end up on the floor crying on a regular basis, just thinking this is too heavy. Like this yeah. is too much. All the Zumba in the world isn't going to fix this. <laughs> Sarah, I guess that's a totally normal response to your mm-hmm. situation. Like that, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like feeling that overwhelm and that sadness and that powerlessness. That's totally appropriate for the situation that you're facing. So there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Like you get to be on the floor crying because this is a really painful, difficult, scary situation. I'd be worried if you weren't crying on the floor, (laughs) honestly. Don't worry, I am all the time. (laughs) Yeah, so I want to encourage you to give yourself a little bit more grace. Like you don't have to have it all together. That's pretty powerful because like I'm somebody in my professional life that people assume that I have it together all the time. I'm a professor at BYU. I should know everything and be everything to anyone who needs it. And that's, that's a heavy weight. Yeah. And like, again, I would never hold that standard to anyone else, but it's, it's hard to just be like, I can just be really sad right now and just cry my eyes out. Cause life is, life can be really heavy. Life can yeah. be really hard. Yeah. 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 So giving yourself the grace and the self-compassion, like, of course I'm on the floor crying. My kid is threatening to kill himself. Yeah. And again, that's a, a very appropriate response to the situation that you're facing. So how do I get through the next, hopefully many, many years with this child? I mean, is it always going to be like this? Is it always going to be this heavy? I don't know. Right. And it sounds like it's from what you're describing, it's more likely going to be a chronic management kind of thing than an acute but I, you know, I don't know. I haven't diagnosed him. I don't, I haven't met him, but I think you're in for a long road. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it won't get easier, but you will, you will learn things that you don't know now through the process, right? How to love and let go, how to like the paradoxes of life. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, living those right now. And as you go through that, you're going to continue to learn and have new tools and new skills just by, by being in this situation. So it won't, it will still be heavy, but it won't feel as overwhelming. Yeah. On an intellectual level, I've I've felt that I'm, I'm a different human being having raised this particular child. Yeah. Um, Able to be more compassionate, more empathic, able to reach out to others. And so I know, I know I'm growing. I know I'm changing, but the day-to-day is just so hard. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, good long-term effect, but oh, yeah, so difficult. Do you have um, any respite care? Um, 
not really. Like my, my mother lives close by, but he's, I mean, he's great for everyone else. Right. So, okay. so he feels, I think, comfortable enough with us. Right. That then he falls apart at home, right. you know? So at least we have a safe space that he can do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm more thinking about for you and I'm, are right. you, do you have a partner? Do you yeah. have, okay. Just so you aren't the one constantly like, so you get a break from it. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, me and me and my partner um, work together really well. And sometimes it's like, I can't do another 10 rounds like, yeah. tag year it. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. We're both kind of falling apart though. I think. Yeah. So <laughs> consider bringing in one more set of hands Person. on deck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. that you can say we're maxed. We call, call the, you know, who babysitter childcare. Um, it could, I mean, there are people who are specialized in working like with kids with mental health problems who do care. So respite care kind of things. So that's what I would really suggest that you look into. Okay. Because if this, like, it seems like it's going to be a long process, you've Mm -hmm. got to build in the support for you. So you're thriving, even though your kid is struggling. Okay. I like that. That's a a practical solution. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you one more question. Sure. Um, I think my deepest fear, right. Is that I'm not enough. Yeah. And that, and that he'll end his life someday. That's my very deepest, darkest fear. How do I live with that on a daily basis? And still go to work and be who I need to be for my students yeah. and my other children and yeah. all of those things. So those are actually two different things that you just mentioned. You're not enough and my son might kill himself. Yeah. Okay. Those are separate. This is not about you. Okay. This is not a reflection on you. You're not the cause of this. So the more you can separate yourself from feeling responsible for the more free you will be to love this really hard kid. Who's in a lot of pain. Okay. I should internalize that. Right. Right. I know. (laughs) And see it on my forehead. It takes time. It takes time. I have a child who taught me that and it was so freeing. Like it's not, it's not about me. It's about me learning how to love better and deeper. That's what it's about for me. It's not, yeah. I didn't cause these behaviors or these scary things. And I think that that burden, like, and you may have to write it on a card, you know, or put it as a screensaver on your computer, but just, this is not about me. Yeah. This is I love not that. <laughs> about me. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So that's the one piece that you mentioned. The second piece is my son might kill himself. Yeah. And ultimately, if that's what he chooses, yeah. There, like at some point, that's not in your control. Right. right? I mean, you can only do what you can do. I mean, that sounds horrible to say, but, but like, I think accepting that, that this could be my reality 
and I'm going to love this kid every day that I have him. Yeah. And not feel like it's your job at all moments to prevent that. I mean, that's, that sounds wrong. Of course, you're going to do everything you can to prevent it, but it's not, it's not all in your control. And I think that like, I'm crying saying that, like, that's horrible. I mean, who wants yeah. to, hear, you know, who wants to hear that? Yeah. But it's true. Ultimately, he has choice and he's going to be out of your line of vision. You know, you're not going to like sit by him for the next 50 years. Yeah. And so I think if you just think about like every day, how can I keep him? Just think about today. How can I keep him safe today? How can I love him better today? I, I just think that's going to serve you, serve you a lot better than kind of worrying about, oh my gosh, when is he, you know, is he going to take his life? Is he going to, because that's ultimately out of your control. Yeah. You know, I had a really beautiful experience with him when he was two years old. Um, he was a hard child, you know, mm. wouldn't sleep, lots of tantrums and was praying in the woods um, up at Aspen Grove and just kind of asking God to fix him. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the answer that I got was just love him and hold him. Mm. And that was it. And I've thought about that so many times, you know, from age two up until now, age eight, that, you know, I can only do what I can do. And sometimes all I can do is love him and hold him. Right. And so it's that's kind of beautiful. become my mantra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's exactly, that's exactly, you know, what I'm trying to say is just be there for him. Yeah. And I know that we are part of the same faith community and this can also be a time of strengthening faith. Like he's really not yours. He's in the care right. of heavenly parents, savior. Like We're not in control of this whole deal here. And there are, there are bigger powers that, that maybe you can trust that he'll be taken care of. Yeah. Um, and I have a strong testimony of my heavenly parents and it's raising a kid like my son has helped me feel more connected to God yeah. um, and how much God um, must love us. Right. <laughs> who are sometimes very difficult and do really hard things. And yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel myself growing and changing, but yeah, it's, it's heavy on a day-to-day basis. Oh, I, you know, my heart just goes out to you, Sarah. I think you're so brave. You're so brave to talk about this. I think so many people are going to benefit from knowing like, oh, this this isn't about not knowing enough or not being enough. It's, it's just like, this is something that can happen in this life. Just like a child can get cancer, a child can, you know, things can happen. I was hit by a car as a pedestrian when I was younger. I mean, things like things happen and we have to figure out how to cope. And I just want to keep saying, this is not about you. This is so not about you. This is about a mental illness that is beyond your control and that you're doing everything you can to support your child and love your child. 
Thank you're, you. You're doing, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Doing my best. That's all I can give. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can tell. And again, he's so lucky to have you and your expertise and your heart and guidance. Your job is to help guide him through this challenge yeah, and learn how to cope. And I think you're doing that beautifully. Even those days when you're on the floor in a puddle of tears. There are many days yeah. <laughs> like that. And I, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the deal of having a child who is, who has a likely a chronic illness. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one out there for sure. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. For for some reason, when we have children, we assume it won't happen to us. Right. We have this vision of what motherhood will be and what our children will be. Yeah. And so I think motherhood is just about learning to let go of control and learning to let go of expectations and and learning to try to be happy in, in the, in the moments and and the time we have with these, with these beautiful human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Another thought I have just based on my own personal experience is the more you can unlink or separate out his emotional state from yours, the happier you can be. Right. So you can be like, my child is struggling And my life is still good. His mental illness doesn't deserve control over your emotional life. That's really powerful. Right now they're linked, right? When he has a bad day, we all have a bad day. Right, right. (laughs) And that may be a skill that you will develop over time. Is it just about telling yourself, reminding yourself that? Or like, how how do you actually make that happen? Yeah, I think part of it is that self-talk. The, having those mantras, having those signs, it's not about me. Um, and you could have one that says his mental illness doesn't deserve control of my life. Like this right. is, this thing does not need to control our lives. It doesn't deserve that. Right. And ironically, like the more you can separate that, the more you'll be able to support and love and your family will be able to support and love this kid. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Like a daily reminder. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, part this is of not it. the only thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest uh, getting a therapist for you and your partner and have a place where you can just fall apart and someone can hold you. Yeah. I'm on the wait list of someone. <laughs> so. Good. Good job. Good job. <laughs> We're getting there. Hopefully soon. It's, it's a busy time for mental health. Uh, professionals, right? Bless you all. Yep. It sure is. Thank you. Thank you. So Sarah, what are you going to take home from our conversation? What are you going to take with you as you Um, move forward? Yeah. I, I love the idea to remind myself that, um, I didn't cause my child's mental illness. It's, it's not about me. It's about him. I can only do as much as I can do. Yeah. Um, and I love what you said about being the mom and not the expert. So kind <laughs> of taking the expert glasses off sometimes. Yeah. And um, sometimes I just need to cry with my child right. because life is hard for both of us. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, that his mental illness um, does not have to control my life. Yeah. 
my life is full. My life is rich. My life is beautiful. And I am growing and becoming by being a mother to this beautiful human, human being. Yeah. So that's kind of what I took away. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and for sharing your story and your heart. And I just wish you all the love and, you know, just, I'm, I'm sending these thoughts of like lifting you up, you know, just you, you can do this. You have this child for the hardest kids are the ones you learn the most from. It's I, so I true. wish it weren't that way. I know <laughs> I wish you can learn from the easy ones. You may just but, have super easy kids. <laughs> yeah, but I just I have so much admiration for you. Thank you again for for sharing your heart with us today. Thank you for the beautiful advice. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.